guys welcome back to typically peachy how's everyone doing happy thursday if it's thursday for you what's new with me let's get right into it i am currently back in minnesota in the closet in my room recording an episode back where it all started i'm doing pretty well but if i'm being completely honest a little bit overwhelmed because currently my family It's cleaning a lot of the stuff in our house, getting rid of things, organizing, downsizing a bit. So it's been a lot. I've been going through all of my old stuff, my old clothes, my childhood toys, random little knickknack things. And a couple weeks ago, I told you guys how hard it is for me to get rid of stuff that has tangible memories associated with it. So this has been a bit challenging for me, parting with certain things, but also it's just a lot. This is the only home that I've ever grown up in. We never moved when I was little or anything like that. So you can imagine there's an accumulation of a lot of things over the years, ever since I was quite literally born up until now. And yes, of course, I've lived in different places But when you do have kind of a base of a home, I feel like you get in the habit of just leaving things there and then not really ever having to get rid of things because there's just a place for them to live. So now going through it all, I have realized how much stuff I have accumulated over the years. And I think what makes it especially difficult is that when you're trying to get rid of things, you're going through everything that you have, it takes so much longer when you haven't seen those things in a while because then you stop to think about it do I want it do I not want it anymore again does it have a memory associated with it am I going to want to have it one day for my possible extended future family I don't know there's just so much that goes through my mind when trying to decide whether to keep something throw it away or give it away So that makes the process take so much longer. I am still in that process. My whole family is. So yeah, definitely challenging. But also good to know exactly what you have. And good to organize things a bit more. And to get rid of things. All good things. That's really it for what's new with me. This project, if you want to call it, has been taking up a lot of time. So not a whole lot else happening that is all that interesting to share. As always, it's great to be home. It's great to be with my family. It's great to be talking to you guys in this little room. This little room that, by the way, is a lot cleaner now since when I was last here. So progress is being made, slowly but surely. Now let's get into the rest of this episode because we have some interesting stories to talk about this week. First up on the list... Some more Barbie news. We can't get away from the dolls, you guys. We have to embrace it. According to CNN Business, Barbie makes history with $1 billion at the box office. Barely three weeks into its run, writer-director Greta Gerwig's blockbuster has raked in an astounding $1.03 billion at the global box office, according to official Warner Bros. estimates. This makes Gerwig the first solo female director with a billion-dollar movie. In an interview with Collider last month, Margot Robbie, who produced the movie in addition to playing the titular character, shared a premonition she had at a Greenlight meeting with studios. She said, quote, 
I think I told them they'd make a billion dollars, which maybe I was overselling, but we had a movie to make. Its global success was driven by box office sales in some of the world's largest movie markets, including the United Kingdom, Mexico, and Australia. According to tracking site Box Office Mojo, the movie has been the number one release in these markets every weekend since its release. Alright, so since we first talked about Barbie, we talked about how well it did opening weekend, it has just gone up and up from there. Barbie is still having its moment, as it should, and it's just so wild to me that it has not been out for very long at all, and it has already made so much money. Like we talked about before, that marketing campaign definitely paid off, it got people excited, it got people to the theater, and now I feel like the response to it has made people continue to go to the theater. People want to see it. People want to be a part of the conversation. I want to see it again. Also, I saw that Billie Eilish performed her song from that movie at Lollapalooza this past weekend, and I was so jealous that I was not there to see that. I'm pretty sure that since we've been living in Chicago, we have always just happened to be gone the same weekend as Lollapalooza. So it's never ended up working out that we could go there which is kind of a bummer because it would be very convenient for us to go to that festival. Maybe next year, but yes, I was definitely bummed that I was not able to see that song be performed live. I watched the video of it and it sounded amazing. So many people already knew all the lyrics to it, which is yet another indication of how huge this movie has gotten. The song, of course, people are loving it. It is a Billie Eilish song. People love Billie Eilish, so makes sense. But it is really great. And a reminder, you can find that song on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. But anyway, huge news. Huge, huge news about Greta Gerwig being the first solo female director with a billion-dollar movie. Absolutely incredible and kind of amazing that it was for a movie like Barbie. It all just feels right. Alright guys, next up for what's good, sticking to entertainment, but moving to Broadway. We have some news from Deadline. Funny Girl recoups $16.5 million capitalization as revival enters final weeks on Broadway. Funny Girl, the Broadway revival, with one of the strangest casting histories in recent theatrical memory, has recouped its $16.5 million capitalization producers announced. The musical opened in April 2022 at the August Wilson Theater, starring Beanie Feldstein in the title role of Fanny Bryce, and although her fans initially showed great enthusiasm in ticket buying, critics and Tony Award nominators found her performance lackluster, and the production soon saw a drop-off in sales. Feldstein made an unusual public leaving of the show, and was immediately replaced by producers with Glee star Leah Michelle, who had her own strong fan base and wowed critics. Box office receipts surged. In fact, the show began setting box office records at the Wilson, including in January 2023, when the show set a weekly record with a gross of over $2 million, a record at the venue for an eight-performance week. Other house records were set for the week ending December 28, 2022 and then broke it again for the ninth performance week ending January 1st, 2023, with a gross of $2.4 million. 
Prior to Funny Girl, the house record was held by Mean Girls, with a one-week gross of $1.9 million set in 2018. Funny Girl has posted a closing notice of Sunday, September 3rd, with the departure of Michelle. The show will have played 599 performances and 30 previews when it ends its run on Broadway. Okay, so a couple reasons why I wanted to talk about this story. One, to let you guys know that Funny Girl on Broadway is coming to a close. So if you want to see it, see it soon, see it now. It ends on September 3rd. This is a show that if I happened to be in New York or I was going to New York, I definitely would try to see it, specifically because Leah Michelle is in it. If you guys are Glee fans, you would know how big of a deal it is that she is playing Fanny Bryce on Broadway. That was such a big part of her whole character storyline. So to see it actually happen in real life is very, very cool. But another reason I wanted to bring up this story is to talk about how interesting it is that a movie produces over a billion dollars in three weeks and a Broadway show has a number of $16.5 million. Now, I know that they're very, very different, but it's so interesting to see them side by side and to see how much more widespread the film industry is how much more money it brings in. It's really like night and day, these two figures put next to each other. And again, I know that they're not the same, but I do kind of feel like people need to go to the theater more, myself included. I mean, honestly, I haven't really seen a film in theaters in quite a while either. Barbie was the first one I saw in kind of a long time. But the theater, I actually haven't been to a show at the theater in I can't even tell you how long. I think I've gone to one show since I've moved to Chicago, and I am deciding right here and now to make a tangible effort to go to more shows. Because going to the theater to see a play or a musical is actually such a fun thing to do. Something that is so entertaining, I love doing it. The talent on stage is mind-blowing to me every single time. The ability to remember your lines, sing perfectly, doing it night after night, and performing it as if it's the first time you've ever performed it, because there is a new audience out there every single time, I find it to be so incredibly impressive. So if you also want to go to the theater more, if you live in New York, or you're going there soon, again, you still have a bit of time to see Funny Girl, If you want to check that out or go see another show, I'd love to hear your guys' recommendations for me. I'm going to check out what's in Chicago right now and hold me accountable, guys. If I don't talk about going to a play or a musical anytime soon, someone call me out because I am determined to stick to this plan. Alright guys, that's it for what's hot. Now let's get right into what's good. First up on the list, I have a film to recommend something that I watched with my family while I was home. It is called The Beanie Bubble. Here's your summary. The unbelievable tale of one of America's most fascinating phenomena, Beanie Babies. Flashing back to the 90s and early 2000s, an in-depth look at how the era-defining zeitgeist came to be. 
This movie stars Zach Galifianakis, Elizabeth Banks, Geraldine Viswanathan, and Sarah Schnook. It was so good. It's right up my alley for the kind of movies that I love to watch. It's about a true event. It's a comedy. It's an origin story. It was really very interesting. And especially at a time when I am going through so many of my old things, this was a really fun movie to watch because I was a 90s baby. So I was a kid in the late 90s, early 2000s. So of course I had Beanie Babies. I have found some old Beanie Babies throughout this process. I even found Beanie Baby cards, which definitely unlocked a whole nother category of memories for me. I used to love those cards to match the cards to my Beanie Babies. I also used to have a Beanie Baby book and I would color coordinate the book with little like sticky notes. And on different pages, I would like label the yellow ones, the ones that I already had, label the green ones, the ones that I wanted, label the pink ones, the super rare ones, things like that. I was very, very into it all. So seeing this movie, seeing how it all started, seeing the mayhem that went into it, it was all very interesting and incredibly entertaining. I would definitely check this out if you haven't seen it or heard of it. It's on Apple TV. I definitely recommend. Alright guys, next up for what's good, kind of playing into this nostalgic era that I'm clearly in right now. If you have old videos that you put on VHS tapes, whether that be family home videos, vacation trips, things with friends childhood memories that were captured what's good is to digitize them this is something that my family just did with all of our old vhs tapes and it has been one of the best things truly and i feel like what holds a lot of people up in doing this because this is something that i feel like a lot of people are talking about more many more people are doing this but i think what holds people up is that they think that the process of digitizing it is going to be such a pain. But I'm here to tell you that it's really not that bad. And it's so, so, so incredibly worth it. All you need to do it, at least this is how we did it, you need a VCR player, which I know not everybody has one of those, but I believe you can rent them, or you can purchase one for the purpose of this, or maybe if you have old VHS tapes, Maybe you still have your old VCR player too. Okay, but how we did it, we had a VCR player and then we bought a device on Amazon called Video Capture. The full name, and I'll read you the description a little bit too, is Elgato Video Capture USB 2.0 Capture Card Device. Easy to use, convert analog to digital with VHS VCR TV to DVD adapter for Mac, Windows, or iPad. On Amazon, it's $88, and again, so completely worth it to be able to digitize your old videos, keep them in a safe place, distribute them to everybody that wants them. It is so priceless, and it is absolutely wild, too, to see some of these videos. We just watched one the other night where we were on a family vacation, and the ages that me and my siblings were in that video... I think we're around three to six. I was about three or four. My sister was turning five or six. 
and my brother was either six or seven. We were all so incredibly little. And to see yourself at that age and to see other people in your family so little, or not even just little, but like your parents younger, your extended family members younger, everybody just all together, it is wild. And I don't think I had ever previously seen a video of myself younger. Of course, I've seen pictures and everything. But to hear voices, to see your own mannerisms at that age, it's actually really, really cool to have things like that documented. And again, just to be able to make sure that it's safe, that it's not going to get destroyed if that VHS tape gets destroyed. There is a lot of peace of mind to that. So if you guys have not done this, if you have not digitized, go digitize. Don't put it off anymore. Trust me, you will not regret it. Alright guys, and last up for what's good, your song. It is called What I Do by Sons of the East. As always, and like I mentioned earlier, you can find this song as well as all the other songs I've ever recommended to you guys on our playlist, Typically Peachy, What's Good, on Spotify. And to round out this episode, but of course stay on theme, let's get into need-to-know basis. I've been home, I've been feeling nostalgic, I've been going through all my old things, I've been seeing myself in videos as a little kid, and let me tell you, something that has been so prominent in my brain since I've been home this particular time, doing all the particular things that we're doing... I miss being a kid, you guys. I miss being a kid so, so much right now. When you are a kid, you are carefree. You don't have responsibilities. You're not even really responsible for yourself. You show up. You have fun. You don't have thoughts of nostalgia or of really missing or longing for things because you're just living in the moment. You're a kid. You're just doing what you're doing right now, and then someone directs you to the next thing that you're doing, and then that's the next thing that you're doing. And you're not really thinking about the next thing, you're just in it, you're present. Watching those videos back, like I said, it was wild to see, but it was also so interesting to think of how I was probably thinking in that moment when I was like three years old. I probably wasn't thinking about much. I was probably just so excited and happy to be there. And I was really excited and happy in that video. I was having so much fun. I was playing in the water. I was with my family. I mean, to be fair, it's not like they videotaped any of my temper tantrums in this. So I'm sure I wasn't always happy and always having fun. But at least in this video, it was so nice to see how carefree it all was. And yeah, I miss it. Being older is hard sometimes. I mean, we all know that, obviously. I don't think it's a revolutionary feeling to long for your childhood again. But man, I really have been feeling it. Also, too, trying to get rid of things right now, trying to downsize. When you're a kid, it's another thing that you're not deciding on. You know, you're not deciding on if you're getting something new or if you're getting rid of something or if you're cleaning things out or anything like that. 
it's just wild to think that there was a time that I didn't have any of the thoughts or cares or concerns or anything that I do now. I kind of get where Peter Pan was coming from now, which is so funny because when you see that movie, like when you watch Peter Pan, I remember thinking as a kid, why would he want to stay young forever? Why would he not want to grow up? And now as a pseudo adult, I'm like, can I please have the directions to Neverland? That kid really knew what he was talking about. You truly don't know what you have until it's gone. But then that's also the positive of being a kid. You're not thinking about the fact that you're not going to know what you have until it's gone. You know, that's an adult thought. That's not a child thought. Like I said, kids are just so present. And I am longing for that. To be able to just live without thinking about anything else for just like a second would really be ideal. I don't know, guys. This is what happens when you revisit things from your childhood. It really just makes you reflect on it all. It makes you want to go back. But I will say it also makes me incredibly grateful. Incredibly grateful that I had a childhood like that. So even though I cannot go to Neverland, it is too late. I am already grown up. Maybe I can take some of this wisdom with me, having now known that I've longed for my past. Maybe I can cognizantly try to be as present as can be right now. Because I am sure that 20 years from now, I'm going to be nostalgic about being 26. It's all relative. So if you're feeling at all nostalgic right now, if I have caught you at a time in your life where you are similarly reflecting on your childhood then hi, we're in it together. I guess let's try not to be sad that we can't go back, and let's be happy that we have a long way to go. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week, a fantastic weekend. Spend some time with the people that you love. Say something nice to a stranger. Go to the second star to the right, and straight on till morning. Let me know if you know where that leads. I'll meet you there. And don't forget to stay peachy, my friends.